0: Welcome to the Lean Blog Podcast. Visit our website at www.leanblog.org. Now, here's your host, Mark Graben. Hi, this is Mark Graben from the Lean Blog. This is episode number 35 for January 28, 2008. Our guest today is David Meyer, a former Toyota employee and co-author of the books The Toyota Way Fieldbook and Toyota Talent. We're going to be talking today about uh, the upcoming books in the Toyota series. We're also going to talk about some of the issues that companies face uh, when they have trouble sustaining lean initiatives uh, three or five years down the road. So we're going to talk about that, lean culture, um, all sorts of other good tips for your lean implementation. So I hope you enjoy this. And as always, thanks for listening. So as you mentioned in Toyota Talent, this is really the, the first in what's going to become a new series of uh, Toyota books. I was wondering if you mm-hmm. could tell us about what's coming in the future.
1: Sure. Well, as I, as I mentioned earlier, you know, when we finished up the field book, I think there was there were a few subjects that either we couldn't go into enough detail on or, you know, that were important enough to maybe warrant, you know, further explanation. So. Uh, the first being that the developing people piece I just don't think we could devote enough time to that in the field book um, and and another thing that kind of spawned off of that is this idea of the culture the the kind of human side of the system so just working with uh, with an organization that, um, right now is a group of Toyota guys that uh, for a book called Toyota culture which should be out Shortly, I think they're targeting by the end of this year. Oh, okay. And then, uh, you know, he and I are going to collaborate again on, on a book that's called Toyota Process. And, you know, really with that, we want to take a little deeper dive into TPS. I think there's a lot of, um, you know, more superficial understanding of TPS, but not uh, with some real depth in terms of how to create... Uh, a production system and and we do want to we we do want to relate that to non-manufacturing again you know with healthcare and maybe some other uh just did some work with higher education folks oh, okay so we're you know really trying to get outside of manufacturing specific because the concepts apply in other places but uh, you know the the frustration for us and i think for a lot of folks is that uh there's a lot of effort being put into the lean work. And then I hear people say, and there's a fellow on your your blog um, on one of the bulletin boards a while back said, you know, we've been at this for five years, but it didn't work. <laughs>
2: yeah. And,
1: you know, unfortunately I hear that comment too often. You know, we've, we've been doing lean for three years, five years or something and, and it's not sustaining or, you know, it's not working and that sort of thing. So, the big question for me is why? Why is that happening? What's missing in the process? And and that's what you know. I hope to uh, be able to get into in more detail in the process book. And then, um, if we still have energy left, we're going to do another on on problem solving. Mm, okay. And I think you know, in the field book, we devoted five chapters to problem solving because it's important. As I Mentioned to me, it's probably the number one skill that I learned at Toyota, most valuable overall. Mm-hmm. Um, use it for just about everything that I do within the lean process. And again, in the field book, we were a little bit limited in space. Um, we went quite a bit over on space and still didn't get in everything that we were supposed to. Yeah. Uh, and you know, we kind of approached problem solving at the mid-level, what I would call the mid-level. And so we didn't really get into a lot of detail on certain things and practical problem solving um, I really want to get into the essence of measurements you know how do we collect data and use that data for problem solving um, We didn't really get into that mm-hmm. too much in the field book so um, you know I think there's a lot of people out there struggling with that so again I the, the idea behind the books is to is to really look at some of the places where people struggle the most I think with the process or where there's a bigger gap in terms of um, knowledge yeah and really try to talk about how to close that gap or how to fill that need yeah
0: and if, if you take a couple of minutes I mean, I'd like to delve into that that topic when you use the example of saying well you know we've worked with lean for three to five years and um, and 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 it didn't work. Um, I, I don't know if you saw the uh, the survey that the Lean Enterprise Institute put out. No. Somewhat mm-hmm. recently. They, they put out uh, a survey, which, which I linked to on the blog, and, and there was a fair amount of discussion about. Um, you know, the LEI has done um, basically the same survey every year going back a number of years now. And, you know, they ask people what are, you know, what, what are the obstacles to um, lean implementation, which at you know, at one point it's it's kind of coming at it from the standpoint of you know we're we're implementing this method or we're implementing tools as opposed to you know maybe the 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 real question would be what are the obstacles to improving your business but mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're asking um, you know fair enough uh, what are the obstacles to implementation and it really struck me as more of a finger pointing exercise because the the, mm-hmm. the most popular responses were. Uh, lack of employee buy-in, lack of supervisor mm-hmm. participation, lack of middle management um, leadership, and, and the the one group that was missing from the survey, if if the blame game is even worthwhile, was uh, was top management. And as much mm-hmm. as you know, even the folks at the LAI talk about you know you have to have top leadership support. Um, that that group you know was was curiously missing. Um, from from that and you know it it seemed to me not a uh, you know particularly helpful exercise to, to look mm-hmm. and say well you know who messed up um, right you know this just kind of struck me as a um, maybe not a particularly lean way of looking at the problem
1: well i I agree with you and I think that's again that's one of the the issues i think I think the the problem is is more fundamental than than that. Um, you know, there's there's always going to be a challenge of you know quote buy-in and and quote support and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, so you know what I've really been looking at is this this idea, this question. Well, what is what is Toyota really doing? What are they really doing? So if we look at San Antonio, for example, and we say, what are they what are they really doing? Well, they're creating this systematic way of driving continuous improvement and. You know they're not uh, they're not looking at it in the same way that other folks are. They're not looking at it from the standpoint of trying to achieve some specific target. For example, you know they've had quote lean inventory levels for for 20 years. There, uh, when I worked in plastics in Georgetown, we were one hour of work and process away from the assembly line. Mm-hmm and so the suppliers in San Antonio are 1 hour of work in process away from the assembly line. The only difference is it's suppliers now, you know, external suppliers instead of internal, so they've compressed that, you know, they've compressed that value stream from 3 hours worth of work in process to to 1 hour. Mm-hmm. But you know, that's in that's insignificant in terms of improvement. But what it what it does do, right, what it really does is it forces the folks in that situation to have to train effectively. To have to develop effective standardized work, you know, to make sure that they have a good quality process in place, and and so forth. Yeah. And so, from a system standpoint, what what Toyota is doing is they're very systematically kind of squeezing that that value stream, compressing it, as you say. You know, you can look at different analyses, surfacing the rocks or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, it, fundamentally. You know, the, to me, the finger-pointing thing or the, the it's, it's very easy to do, but I think at the root of it is there isn't a systematic approach to lean mm-hmm. that that everyone can understand, and the system is what drives the need for change. And that's a that's a key thing in my mind is that if we need upper management to drive change, for example. We're, we're always going to struggle with that issue. If we need a supervisor to drive change, we're always going to struggle with that issue. If we need operators to buy in, we're going to struggle with that issue. right? Mm-hmm. But, if, but if the system doesn't allow for any other acceptable option, you know, like if you look at what Toyota's created there, honestly, if they wanted to go back to mass manufacturing methods, I don't think they could. <laughs> sure. I just think that that system is so interwoven now that it, there's no option to even retreat. Yeah. Right. And, and so, to me, fundamentally, that's the question: is how do we create this understanding amongst everyone about what's really driving our processes and what are the things that we need to look at and change within those processes? And how do we keep score? Mm-hmm. You know, how the the whole. Again, that whole question of measures—the uh, whole measurement system—you know—is—is is intended in many cases to to hold people accountable, you know, or responsible. Right. And there's there's not a whole lot said about how do we inspire people through this process? How do we how do we present people a challenge so that they understand that and so that they're able to you know aspire to. A higher level of success, sure. You know, rather than just kind of pointing the finger at them and saying, "Hey, you guys aren't—you're not responsible, <laughs> and you're not doing what you're supposed to do."
0: Yeah, I guess that's the the leadership challenge, and you know, and why, you know, different companies, you know, all armed with the same toolkit, are, are going to have varying levels of success. And you know, a, a pet peeve of mine is when I hear people say, "You know, Lean failed," and I think, well, it seems like it would be more accurate. You know, maybe if you know a little bit harsh to say it's not lean that's that failed, but you know the the organization failed in implementing that mm-hmm. methodology, or, the, or that organization failed in mm-hmm. meeting its objectives more so than to say you know lean didn't work for us, right? I mean, lean's right. just a, a concept, really. It can't can't succeed or fail on its own, right?
1: Yeah, you know what, what's kind of funny to me though is I go into organizations and then I start. With- and I, I apply the problem-solving methodology from the beginning. You know, first step is define the problem or understand the current situation. So I yeah. say, okay, tell me what your business is like. Tell me what the situation is. Tell me what's going on. Tell me, tell me why you want to do lean. So well, you know, we 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 want to do lean because you know we're going to get all these benefits. So how are those benefits going to tie back to your your business need? You know, why do you want to go out and do set of production? And you know, when I ask that kind of question, I get these kind of odd looks. Like, well, setup reduction is one of the lean things. It's it's good, right? And well, yes, but there, you you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna go out there and make some kind of improvement, it has to be tied to a particular need. Otherwise, it won't it won't stay. Right. Yeah. If something's not driving the need for things, then you create a gap or a vacuum, and of course, in nature, vacuums, you know. Can't exist, so they have to get filled back in. So what Toyota's doing is they're doing it kind of the uh, from the opposite end. They're they're creating the need by by compressing their system, right? And they're sort of driving that. You really do not have an option. You know, I I kind of use the analogy and say, well, if I was at Toyota and and you know all of the lines are connected ultimately, and and I had a new hire and. You know, I threw them out there on the job, and they were struggling to keep up, and they were having some issues, and it's fairly typical in other organizations to see that. Uh, and the line stops, and everybody shuts down, and all 21 suppliers mm-hmm. are stopped, mm-hmm. and the guys are stopped. And uh, suddenly, you know, 50 people come running over there to find out what's going on, and, and I say, oh, I got a new guy. <laughs> and he's a little slow, but he'll he'll catch on before long. It, that just can't happen, right? You know it's just it's it's not even in the realm of possibility that that can exist and so again, uh the challenge outside of toyota is is that I think most organizations outside of Toyota are not as interconnected, mm-hmm. nor will they be as interconnected. so creating that system that sort of drives the urgency or drives the need for that is is a different challenge, sure. So, I mean those still this is in the formative stage you know this process book especially is in the formative idea stage I trying to think about um, how how we can translate what it is doing to other organizations in a way that makes sense and in a way that helps them to be successful
2: mm-hmm.
1: and you know I've, I've used this kind of approach now for the last uh, three or four years or so with some companies and um, you know that The system's approach is successful when, when the operators come back to you and say, hey, you know what, we'd like to, we'd like to measure our progress separately so that we can see how we're doing.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: You know, when, when the pull is coming from people, when the supervisors are part of that and they understand. um, And so it's not a matter of top management driving it or Mm -hmm. middle management. You know, driving it or the people buying in, per se, because people will buy it. People want to be successful. I mean, that's yeah. back to Deming's, you know, early concepts. Yeah. And I believe it's true. People want to go to work. They want to be successful. They want to do things that are going to contribute mm-hmm. overall. They just don't always see what those things are. And so we need to we need to create a system that allows folks to see that. Yeah. And the measurements need to be timely and relevant, and rather than punitive in nature, they need to be you know, more inspiring in nature. Yeah, you know, to to offer challenge and things to people. So that's you know that's difficult. That that ties into Toyota culture. That ties into the the um, no blame, no fault culture mm-hmm. that Toyota has to develop. Because if you have blaming in that culture and you're just pointing fingers, then no one will succeed in. And San Antonio, and they're they're all in it together. You know, they're all, all 21 of those suppliers and the Toyota guys count on each other. Yeah.
2: You
1: know, they're dependent on each other. And one supplier can't point his finger at another supplier and say, well, those guys aren't, they're not doing the right thing because they're all affected by it. Yeah. So, you know, Toyota then has to promote this idea of you know, supporting mutual support, mutual respect, mutual trust to go back there and, and, you know, work together to try to resolve problems.
0: Yeah. And those could be big challenges if um, a company's not used to those ideas being part of uh, their culture.
1: It's huge. And I think where leadership really does play a role, where top leadership plays a role, is to um, communicate things, you know, consistently and often to, to define the message and and to communicate that. I don't think they have to be down there, you know, beating people to make the process work, but I think yeah. they need to communicate over and over again. You know, guys, we're gonna do this, we're gonna do this, we're gonna do this. You know, we're committed to continuous improvement for the long term. Um, and that does not mean that people don't stumble along the way, you know, sometimes right. management makes bad decisions. Sometimes people don't do what they're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. That's all normal, but in terms of the overall process, I'm looking forward. And, um, you know, management, I, I had a guy stop me the other day and he works with a company, he works with a sister company, the one I'm working with, and he says, well, you know, I've been, kind of standing on the sidelines to wait and see because they're pretty famous about starting something and then nine months later mm. you know,
2: mm-hmm.
1: heading off in a different direction. So yeah. I've been kind of waiting to see how it's going to go. Now he's been waiting for three years. He said, well, now now I can see maybe that it's actually going to, going to stay. Yeah. And um, that's where a lot of folks sit. They sit in that, you know, I'll wait and see how this is going to work category and then uh, at some point finally jump in. So it's it's a big challenge, Mark, as, yeah. as you well know. Uh, you're out there dealing with it every day, and and those folks who are out there, you know, dealing with it every day, it, it, um, I kind of feel bad with all the effort and the work that people are putting into it, and really would like to see a higher degree of success. Um, you know, in the USA today, they quoted the Blaine survey and said only one in five managers was. Uh, pleased with their lean results. And it was actually 19%. Yeah. So that's, you know, that's disappointing with the amount of of effort and uh, things that people are putting into the process that the success rate or the satisfaction level is that low. Yeah.
0: Well, I hope the uh, the new books go well for uh, for you and and Jeff and you know hopefully those will you know uh, continue having an impact and Helping yeah. helping get people down the right path to make sure lean can be successful.
1: Yeah, and we, you know, we uh, really appreciate and value the feedback from folks in the field who are who are trying to make a go of this, and and uh, you know, in terms of how we can share information to make it easier. So uh, appreciate your review and your candidness there, and and. Yeah, the, this book, unfortunately, there's a question in talent book. You know, um, is it is it too much detail for some folks? I mean, Jeff was kind of concerned about the audience, and I said, well, you know, maybe it is, maybe it isn't. But this is this is the kind of detail that mm-hmm. we need to try to get into, so that people can really understand what's going on. And um, so,
0: yeah, because you're right. Toyota talent's definitely. Uh, uh, different level of detail than the uh, the, the Toyota Way. Um, I think mm-hmm. I, I mentioned to you before. I saw it um, for sale in an airport bookstore, and mm-hmm. you know, well, uh, it's, it's it's yeah. I don't know what the the right analogy would be. It's almost like you know uh, forcing a kid to eat their vegetables. You know this right. this is important. It might not be as tempting as a big bowl of ice cream, but uh, you know this is good stuff.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, I think I think the Toyota Way. You know, when like you wrote it, I think it does a really good job of explaining the philosophies and concepts of Toyota, and and uh, it's a you know pretty easy read, and, and the talents going to dig into more detail and more specifics, and you know, people may want to glance over that a little bit. Um, so I think your suggestion was was appropriate. You know, there's sections of the book talk about organizational development that might be more pertinent to the upper level leaders, and then for the practitioners, the doers out there, there's um, that they can get into. Yeah. So, you know, we try information to a broader a broader audience and um, I think me personally I'm I'm kinda like a key points guy. The the whole idea of the key points really resonated with me. Right. It's the how to part and that's what I really get into is, you know, how do you do this specifically? Give me give me some detail. Give me the, the mm-hmm full scoop, you know, so that I can understand it. So that part of it is certainly coming from me. I have a tendency to, to do that and so apologize to those folks who who wanna look at the other stuff. There's some of that in there too, but I think the detail part is to really understand what is Toyota doing. Um, if you find too much detail in the talent book, you must know that it probably only went about halfway. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, well, probably
1: realize there's a lot more detail that we could have put in there and and didn't just yeah. because of that problem. Yeah,
0: no, it's okay. Don't don't apologize for that. Um, you mentioned getting feedback. Um, wanted to have you um, mention the website that you have set up for the the Toyota Way series of books. What was that website again?
1: Sure, it's uh, www.toyotaway.org. toyotaway. org.
0: And I assume uh, that there are some ways through that site that they can interact with you. And
1: yeah, sure. If people mm-hmm. want to uh, send an email. There's a way to to contact there. Um, there's some downloads of some of the forms that are available in the book. Um, and uh, you know, just we don't have a lot of a lot of information there. But certainly, if somebody wants to contact or something, we can you know, try to stay in touch. We. We would like to, in the future, um, update it with uh, more information or things to, to mm-hmm. kind of help people. And uh, I, th- I think it's actually the Toyotaway.org. Okay. but it's dot okay. org, not com. So. Okay.
0: Um, I'll, I'll make sure the the proper link is uh, is there. I and appreciate the, that. Yeah, <laughs> the, uh, the, uh, the the post for uh, the the podcast. If you want to come to uh, leanpodcast.org org and. Click on the link for this podcast episode. Um, we'll, we'll make sure that that's um, tied in there properly. So, um, and the other thought I was going to give is that, you know, again, if, if people have questions or feedback um, on this podcast, um, my website's got information of, you know, how you can um, contact me yeah. and we can, we can try to um, pass follow up questions to David either for yeah. uh, maybe answering on the blog or in a, a future podcast episode.
1: Yeah, if if I can just say one thing to Mark about questions, you know, I I really don't mind uh, trying to answer questions to folks. So sometimes the questions are are more difficult than they might appear.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, for example, I get this question fairly often and say, well, how how would we calculate tack time in this situation where we're running this, you know, this this and this product, and and uh, you know that I I couldn't really even answer the question correctly because I I don't understand enough about the actual situation
0: Sure.
1: and so it's you know in those cases it's not that i wouldn't want to answer the question for somebody it's a matter of this is one of the things people don't understand is is that you've got to really look at the total situation and think about Mm -hmm. it Mm -hmm. before you can understand how to most effectively you know establish something like tack rate or level schedule or that sort of thing it takes Takes a fair amount of analysis to, to make that determination yeah. in some situations, and so um, the only thing I can say is that the questions sometimes appear, simple enough, but they really uh, there's more to it than that. Yeah.
0: Okay. So don't don't come looking for easy answers, anybody. Right. Well,
1: <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, and be careful what you ask for, maybe sure. too.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: But uh, anyway, appreciate okay. your. Uh, Work there and, and everything and, um, we'll try to, try to stay connected.
0: Okay. And, uh, yeah, likewise appreciate your writing and, and, you know, continued efforts to help spread the, uh, the, the toy away. So it's always a pleasure to talk to you. Okay. Mark. Thank you. Yeah. Okay, thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening. This has been the Lean Blog Podcast. For lean news and commentary updated daily, visit www.leanblog.org.